Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo. Yo. How are you, man? Man, never better. How about yourself? I'm great. Good. You look great today. Thanks. I'm glad we're wearing different color shirts. I know. We're, well, first of I all, I thought there was a chance and... we could wear the same color shirt because I looked at about four black t-shirts and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with a different color. Then I'm like, there's a chance he thinks the same. I, but have, I, I have that don't... shirt. Okay. Identical shirt. I didn't shirt. ever remember you I wearing a red weekend. one. So. Oh, I have yeah, that okay. exact same one. It's Old Navy. I wore it this weekend. But when I grabbed this blue, even though it's a Detroit Lions kind of blue, mm-hmm. I thought I don't think Lazo has mm-hmm. this color shirt, Mm-mm. so we did good. There you go. Yep, we're both. We look. Uh, if we're both wearing red today, it would have been today. weird. It would have been weird. It was weird that we both wore that that dark off blue black. shirt thing the other day. I don't know if off black Maybe is the color, but that's ever, what we had. All we ever worn is black. That I think when I bought it, it's called charcoal. Okay, I, can, I mean, I can't really see colors all that well. Right. I guess I'm colorblind, but whatever it was, they looked identical. I was like, Dude, what are the odds of this? Uh, how how'd it go? What your 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 son? I thought oh, he had, he had a big play. performance. Yeah, yeah it was fun. It was good. That was more, you know. Yeah, he, whatever. You know, I, I, I'm his dad, so I thought he did great. But I would tell you, man, I was more nervous about that than any baseball, football game, anything. I was more nervous walking at theater than I have ever been for either one of my kids. Yeah, because. I, I didn't. I, you, you don't understand it. It's like I've, I can't do that. Right. I, I've lost football games. Right. You right, know. Yeah. I've. Uh, you, you know those. I've, I've, I've struck out before. Yeah. Like all those things. I know what it feels like before you play. I kind of know what's going on in your head. I can empathize at yeah. least, even though if we're all different people, right? But with this, I'm like, man, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like the closest I ever got was a forensic competition in high school. Yeah. I, I didn't. And I people. thought, I remember my next door neighbor was like, hey, you got to do this uh, forensics competition with me. And I'm like, isn't that cop stuff? Like, what are we, I'm not a, I don't right. take science. What are we right. talking right. about, man? And still to this day, I'm like, isn't that called forensic? I don't <laughs> right. know. Brian Koberger. Classes. Right. I'm like, I don't know what this is. 
And he's like, come on, man, I got, I, I don't have a partner, and I, I got to do this odd couple thing. It'll be good for me to get into cinematography school or something. I'm like, fine. Okay. Fine. So Not knowing what you're getting into. No, we did the odd couple. Yeah. And I was like, fine. And we did it. I remember we had to do it after school. God damn it, if we didn't win. You won? We won, and then we had to go to states. I was like, dude, oh, I don't no, want to do this. What no, do we, no, no. What do we have to do? <laughs> you I don't want to do this. Yeah, no. And he was like, no, we got to drive to Ann Arbor now. I'm like, I don't. And we do, we do this acting thing? Right. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. He's like, look, you get this out of your thing, not he, mine. He's like, you get out of school for it. He was older than me. Okay, well, that's something. He's like, and I'll drive you. Okay. We'll drive to Ann Arbor and we'll hang out afterwards. Some I'm cigarettes? like, I'm like, all right. Should be in class. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm getting sold. He's like, the te- they'll let you go. And yeah. I was like, all right, so we'll go. Yeah. So we went to Ann Arbor. We got second place. There you go. But the difference with that was, um, you know, there was no like real stage thing, if I remember it all correctly. You're kind of just standing there. You're standing there. It's two people. There's like a couple podiums, I think. And you're basically, kind of, I don't know, you're not reading, but you're basically reading. Yeah. Of what you remember. It's like one of those small improv groups. And the only people who were there were the other kids competing and some judges. Right. So it was like, well, I the, wasn't nervous at all. House. I'm like, I don't care who these people are. Right. Whereas I didn't even want to be there. Right. There's a, you know, there's people there. He's I'm, I'm, like the theater at school, right? One of those yeah. theaters. Yeah. I mean, I remember the theater at my school in my head. I, actually, I've been right. to one of them in Johns County because my nieces dance. But uh, it's still, I mean, those things hold a decent amount of people. And honestly, even if there's only 10 people out there that are not your classmates, are not people you normally practice in front of, that's enough. We have one person is enough. To change everything in your mind. Well, There's a person I mean, watching. I told him, like, man, I can't, you know, I don't know, you know, I talk for a living. Mm-hmm. It's different. And I think there's a chance people would say we do four hours of improv to some degree, live observational comedy yeah. every day. And I've been doing it for the majority of my life. I was like, but I do it in a room with one so other guy. Different. Like, I can't see anybody. Yep. Like, I, it's a diff. I mean, and if you, me and, you know, me and Uncle Slim have been doing it for 20 some odd years together. If you asked us to go do it on a stage, we'd. Well, they've asked. We'd ask our pants. They've asked. And we've been like, right. I don't think that's such a great idea. <laughs> no. And it's even like when they ask you to, hey, you know, you put on this concert, come out here and introduce this yeah, band. Yeah, no, I like it. And we'll like do it. it, but man, we'd try and pawn it off on one another, like, please, I don't want to go <laughs> right. out there. Mm-mm. And the people around are like, you do this, you talk. No, I don't. There's a lot of your listeners I out don't. there, what do you care? It's like, no, it's different. It's totally yeah. different. But he did. And it was his first time ever doing it. And he's, for people, I mean, most people probably know if they listen, but he's very into sports. Yeah. Very into baseball. Yeah. Still very into sports and very yes. into baseball. Yes. So he's trying to cram this in as like this, well, maybe I'll been... give this a shot. And then he ends up in his first play. Like, did he have like the biggest part or close to it? I mean, he had, I looked at I that billing. He was the top one. He on had the a lot thing. of, he had a lot of speaking, but I don't know if he was, you know, had the most, but well, they you know, he had a lot, a little thing, bit. He, he wasn't was like a one. tree. Right. You know what I mean? Not that there's anything wrong with a tree, but he had a lot of speaking parts. Yeah, you I mean, know? It looked like, and every time he got up and walked to the front, I was like, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, I think there was probably maybe, you know, there were some kids who probably spoke more than him. Okay, so he's playing multiple parts yeah. throughout the play for this Laramie Project thing. So he's, yeah. he's and then Plus, he has to I'm like, dude, that's not, it. it's not, it's a Laramie Project, man. It's pretty serious stuff. Like, it's pretty heavy stuff, man. Like, it's not. That's a Matthew Shepard right. story. Oh. Me. Yeah. Very, very Serious content, not yeah. one where you want to start getting nervous and, and start laughing or right. you know what you can't lose joke your lose your place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's serious. Like people are, you know, 
This is a heavy right. story. For <laughs> right, sure. Yeah, like it Absolutely. ain't easy. You know, I don't know what the other you know funny ones would be, but it ain't any other play. If you're doing Wizard of Oz or whatever it is, at right. least you can crack a joke if you mess right. up, or you can laugh. It's not the end of the world. But for something as serious as a right. true story, right? You're playing like Matthew, Matthew Shepard's father. Like, yeah, that's, that ain't. Now's no not joking. the time to laugh. Exactly. But he nailed it. I thought he did great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wow. thought he did really good. I that's was awesome. proud of him. Well, congrats. You know, to really him. proud of him. So was that was opening night? Is that yeah. how you do it? Or is I that guess, it? Yeah. He's done. No, I think he has it like tonight and tomorrow and Oh, they keep going? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm not a theater guy. So I was like... I didn't know either. I thought they just had the big plan. I'm sure there's people who can join us on the Twitch or people on the Twitch already. Twitch.tv slash Church Lazlo. As a parent, are you supposed to go to every night or just the opening night or just the closing night? I'm not sure how it works. Opening would be my guess. You go to opening night. I go to every baseball game. I go to every football game. Those are different games. Yeah, you've never missed an event. But yeah, you don't. But I don't want to also be that guy where the other people who know the, I guess, I don't know the rules, but, you know, kind of the ins and outs of theater, theater, they're like, did your dad come to two nights or three? Right. Like, I don't want to be like the That's weird my guy. Thought. You know That's what my I mean? thought. Like, they were like, you have to be in your seat by 7.30. I was there by like 7.05 back in the corner. Like, I, you know, I don't right. want to embarrass you, low. man. You know, I'm going to be here, but don't I don't want to embarrass you. You're right, right there yeah. in front of me. Right. But also, yeah, I think there's something to, yeah. Mm, boy. Yeah, right. Mm, I think there is something to going every night. Like sometimes, you're saying. Uh, you know, in baseball, I'll be like, phew. A little different, though. You probably should have swung at that. That was ball four, son. Yeah, but different. <laughs> right, you helped yeah. coach him when he was young. Right, and all now that stuff. I'm mean, yeah. like, mm, this is not your We went thing. through that. That's two lines you did not even say. Yeah, I didn't believe it. <laughs> I need you to make me believe it. <laughs> exactly. But I think you're right. I think going to multiple nights could be, and you guys have a great relationship, as good as any relationship I've seen a, a kid and their dad have. But oh, thank you. I would say. You're still his dad. You're still his dad. I would say. I think you're right. If you go to every night, it might be a little much. He might want to do the play. Like, okay, he did opening night. Was his mom there last night? Yeah. Okay, so mom and dad are there last night. They've seen it. Right, now and brother. Can, and brother. Perfect. Yeah. So now I think And brother's like, I ain't coming back. Right. I, opening that, my brother. Little brother me. was in on it. Yeah. Like, all right. I did go this. Once. It was good. Yeah, that's it. And he was like, man, I'm really impressed. I And he even said to him, he's like, I had no idea you could act. Yeah. Congratulations. And then, you know, and uh, you know, it was like, man, it really means a lot that you were here. And he's like, of course. I ain't coming back. Right. I think <laughs> He's that's like, fair. I'll be here at the next, whatever the next one you do, I'll be exactly. here the first day. Exactly. Opening <laughs> night, I think that's fair. I don't think you have to go every night. And he probably, it would be fun to do it without his family there. Right, you know, sure. now he knows, it just makes it feel even more like an adult. Right. Right. You're doing this play, there's a bunch of people out there, your family's not even there right. because they've seen you do this, right? Right. To me, that kind of just in my mind, trying to put myself I think back I in that have, age. Uh, I bought a ticket for tonight. His brother's not going to go. So maybe I'll just go by myself and be like, hey, I wanted to see the difference between the first night and the second night. Yeah. And then, you know, you can do Friday, Saturday, whatever, so, all by yourself. So, you, okay, so you bought a ticket. You're planning on going again tonight. Well, yeah, I bought it because I didn't know. Maybe, maybe what every, you're are. supposed to go. So I was like, I didn't I'll buy know that you bought the tickets, honestly. I yeah. thought that maybe they, like, gave them to you. Or No, I think you buy them and that money goes back into help the theater. Theater project, or charities yeah. or whatever. Yeah. If that makes sense. I just... Man, I like you said. I was not theater was not my thing. My brother did it. He even did it in college and did a big play in college that we went and saw him do. But I never did it. I never did. I think I had to take theater as like a class for a semester, like as mm-hmm. an elective. I don't remember what the hell we did in there. All I recall doing is sitting around and doing nothing. But I never did a play. I never stayed after school to read lines. Yeah. I did it in church. I did radio I and TV. School. We had radio and TV. That's what we I didn't did. have that. Yeah, I, that probably. You know, that's why I just me, tell. But. I told them both, like, hey. You know, I, I, it doesn't matter to me what it is. You guys both love sports, and you're probably partially to my fault, right? Like, 
I'm so into it that, you know. Fault's probably not the right, right word. But you probably didn't have much of a ch- choice. Yeah. Then to, even if you didn't play, I never forced him to play, but even if you didn't play, you were going to go to games. I'm, right. You know, right. as a divorced dad, That's I don't really doing. have to do else with you on Saturday, so we're going to a game. Yeah. Uh, or we're going to the batting cages, or we're going to go, you know, something, yeah. you go can't play go golf, to the whatever. park every weekend. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, I was like, just it, find something else. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter to me. But find something else besides sports. Just one other thing that you, I don't want to say you have to be as passionate about, but that you like. When did you tell him that? That you really like. Years ago. Okay. Because I said, what we can't do is not be, we have to participate. Right? I'm not. Because I didn't participate. Right. I'm like, I, and I, I'm not even saying in school, I, you know, whatever. Just in life. In life. You can't just sit and watch it. Right. And that doesn't mean that you got to be the president or a congressman or write letters or change the world through legislation or whatever. But you gotta you gotta participate somehow. You gotta be a part of it. If you don't, you start to get scared to participate. Right, exactly. So just you know, and I don't know what that is. So pick it. You know, doesn't matter to me. But I know you guys are both in the sports. So pick one other one. Yeah, figure it out. And by by the way, try a million different ones. You may absolutely. not figure it out until you're 50, what yeah, your no, other one absolutely. is. You may still be going home watching baseball every day and like, man, I wish I could find out what that other one is. And maybe so you come across, you know. I don't know what it is, you know, woodworking. I don't know. Yep. yep. Don't matter, but yep. you just got to get involved. Exactly. You don't so, know how long it's going to take. And we'll see if this something. is his other thing, but, you know, but he's into right it. now he seems to like it. I mean, because that's a lot of, I would think, he a, did lot a lot of, of work. A lot I will of work say that. when you're trying to do sports and practice for that and theater. He would stay after school like two to three hours and do that theater stuff the entire school year. And then after that, come home and go to baseball for two hours. Is he the jock? In theater, like, is he the athlete in there? You yeah. know what I mean? Well, yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, I, I hate to say that because I don't really know. Because I haven't been... The other yeah, thing this is, is like, your first real experience. I haven't been to any practices. I didn't... He had to tell me where the theater was. Sure. I was like, yo, when I come here, where do I go? He's like, mm-hmm. in this door around here. Like, mm-hmm. really, it was like... You know, for someone who is so involved in all the right. other stuff, you are so... I'm, like, I'm, I like, forgot I'm, I told you to get into other things. <laughs> but I'm here, damn it. I'm here. Right, I'm here. I get out of my comfort zone, yeah. right? Like, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Well, good. You know? Congratulations yeah. to him. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was great. And so it sounds like he wants to keep doing it. I think so. Okay. You know? And, I mean, he's participating, yeah. man. He's doing it. He is. He's participating. And, and my youngest, youngest is taking playing football a fo- like a beast. Right, and he's... Taking a foods class, and he's That's like, "Man, right. I think I'd like to be a chef, maybe." I'm like, "There you go." Yep, it's just you know, we well, I know chefs. We can get you, you know, somewhere exactly. You know, some sort of idea if you really like it or not. Figure it out. Just don't be. He like said he made a nacho in class the other day. I was like, how was he? He's like, it was horrible. I was yeah, like, okay. well, that's for your learning. <laughs> the Church. The Church of Laszlo. What's going on, Ken? Did you see this? Have you heard of a guy named Rob Mercer? I'm guessing if you didn't see the story, I'd, I wouldn't think this is a household name. Rob he's a, Mercer. It sounds familiar. He's a poker player. Okay. Sounds like Roy D. Mercer. I know, but I feel like Rob Mercer I've heard before, but... I didn't know, but I I don't think... I mean, based on what I read about this Closing picture in the 70s for the Giants. Okay, yeah, no. No? Yeah, could be. Could be, but this this would be a different Rob Mercer. Mm. He's a poker Hunter for West Virginia in the Geno Smith era. That sounds believable. I mean, Rob Mercer's a name that when you hear it, you go, yeah, who is that? that? That's the only reason I thought maybe you knew who this was, because I read it. The co-pilot when Sully landed the plane in the river was Rob Mercer. Yeah, big part of that movie with Tom Hanks. Hmm. Remember who played him? Maybe the guy who uh, had the snowplow fall. Partners with Judd Apatow, kind of his silent partner, Rob Mercer. Rob Mercer, behind-the-scenes producer Mm -hmm. guy, yeah. No? None of those, huh? No, I mean, he he could be that. I don't know, but I know all I know for sure is that he's a poker player, at least a wannabe poker player. So he was trying to raise money for a $10,000 buy-in for the No Limit Hold'em World Championship, okay? Mm -hmm. I know there's like... 
is the world championship it's always it's the same thing right the world championship of poker they do it a lot of yeah. times like in the bahamas or oh, no i think they do it well there may be different championships but the big ones in vegas it's always in vegas yeah okay i because i mean obviously most world of the poker championships is in vegas i think okay what is so my buddy's a he goes there every year and deals poker oh yeah see i don't know anything about poker I, but actually then we talked about it, the guy that i did the uh Forensic stupid thing with he's a poker dealer. He okay. never went and used that. Okay, jackass. Because World Championship Poker, that's like even when they show it on TV and they're in Vegas, it's always World Champ, right? Isn't that what they're doing? Or I, I don't so. know. Anyhow, he's get, trying to get this buy-in, ten thousand dollar buy-in for this No Limit Hold'em World Championship. I know Nick played in one of these yes. tournaments. He was on TV. Yes. I was thinking that that said it was some sort of World Championship, and he was in Vegas, right, when he did that. Yeah, I think. Okay. So, well, there could be other ones named the same thing. I have yeah, no idea. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what that thing is in the Bahamas that they do every year. Is there like a World Series of Poker or World... That might world be the World Series of Poker in Vegas, maybe. Is that Does that sound like a thing? Uh, yeah, it does. I, I remember seeing Jennifer Tilly on TV yes. a lot playing, and I whatever that was, mm-hmm. when they were in the Caribbean. So anyway, this guy's trying to play in Vegas. He's got a $10,000 buy-in, and he, he needs money, right? Mm-hmm. So what does he do? Let's say you think you're really, really good at this. And all you need is this money to buy in, and you'll be great. You'll win a bunch of money. You'll be on TV. You'll be getting sponsorship deals. How do you get the ten grand? You need. You have zero dollars, and you need ten grand. What do you, you do? You steal it. You steal it. Well, that's one way. You yeah. Said, I mean, what you would do? Well, maybe rob a I mean, bank. I don't have any sponsors. I've I've, I've attempted to get the ten thousand dollars that way. I mean. I don't know what this guy's situation is, but he clearly didn't have the $10,000, and he was trying to find a way to I go to a poker player that I know who does have it and say, if we, you give me the $10,000, i will split whatever winnings I win. You front me the ten grand, You get 50% of what I win. And if we come up against each other, I'll lay them down. Okay. That's close to what I was thinking. I thought Loan Shark. Maybe right. there's someone out there who, like the old time days, and he'll loan me the money, and then he'll just break my knees if I don't pay right. him back. I mean, it's scary, but if, I, if I'm real confident about this, I think I'm right. going to be great, then I guess that's where you can I'm going to go to the other poker player and say, why don't you, you know, hey, you get me in, and I'll give you half my winnings. Well, this, they're gamblers already, right? And course. by nature, so. I think it's possible to do that. At least in right. the movies, they do that. This guy went a route that I have seen done before only a few times, and it still shocks me every time. He went the old, uh, I've got cancer. Here's my mm. GoFundMe. And, man, mm. I just, I look, I, I'm not mm. super religious. And I just, there's something when you do that, I just think you are putting such bad mojo out and there, then if whatever you win, it is. Like, the thing is, like, if you really believe in yourself, I mean, maybe you don't think you're going to win, but you're going to make more than the ten grand. But still, if you do win, people are going to know. Yeah. You know what They're I mean? Like, there's out. no, yeah. like, you literally can't win. Yeah. Because if you get to the final table, then people will know. Yep. And they'll be like, how, you know, how did he get it? Oh, he has can't Like, it's, it's, that's a really hard one. Yep. He, he got a lot got, of money. You got to hope to win, like, you know, 70 grand. But you can't win at all. So is it worth it doing that, knowing that you can't win at all? Right. Well, there was that mm. woman. Did she? I think I, I think a poker player would. I think it. I mean, if you were good. Right, if you were a decent poker player and you could prove that to him that you're good, then why wouldn't he bet on you? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. If I was a I, poker player, I'd probably bet on like 100 people out there. Right. Like, hey, here's $10,000, $10, I'll split it between the top 100 people I think are good and 10000 for me. Yeah, I would think it happens. I could win. Now, maybe you're not allowed to do that. Maybe that's illegal because then I, I wouldn't think so. I but, would think that you could get money from people, but I, yeah, I don't know exactly how that right. works. But he got the money. 
So he says he has cancer. He starts his GoFundMe. He got somewhere between thirty and fifty thousand dollars. Let's just call it forty thousand dollars. Okay, he so also got feeding a couple back buy in back. Yeah, he also got uh, a stay in a suite at the Bellagio. What they, they, they what, he paid for that, or they no, gave it to him they because gave he had it to cancer? Him because he had cancer. Oh, That's so he told everybody uh-huh. he was going to use it for poker. Yeah. I guess. Oh, well, that's a different idea then. I thought he was hiding it. Well, then, you know, who, yeah, so what? I, yeah. It'd be hard to get, now, how do you get caught? It's a weird thing. I, I'd like to know more about this story because he says at one point something about, so he said he had colon cancer. And he said, you know, I'm sorry that I lied about having colon cancer. But he said something about how, you know, when I was asked about it, I just said colon cancer. So I'm guessing at that point he must have already told people that he had cancer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then decided when someone asked what it was, he said, I have Terminal colon cancer. He says, I, I lied about having colon cancer. I don't have colon cancer. I use that to cover my situation, he said later. Now, it just says that this whole thing here is that he is an amateur poker player. He accepted these thousands of dollars, somewhere between thirty dollars and $50,000, in donations so that he could play in the World Series of Poker Tournament. They knew what he was going to do. It. Yeah, like I mean, the a, money hey, was, I may not live. That's the way I read something it. I want to do. Yeah, Got that's it? the way I read it. Okay. I didn't think about what you're saying, where it's like, I need it for uh, medical bills. Right, that's what I thought I was. thought the way that this read, it sounds like he, they, yeah. people knew that he well, needed Well, if they a, gave him a suite, then yeah. Right, and the Bellagio's putting him up in a suite, and but he's telling people that he's got stage four colon cancer, puts that on the GoFundMe page, and I guess this newspaper... Um, Found out about it. Uh, how do they find out? I don't know. I wonder if, I mean, you like, must be following you... these amateur players really closely. And then you see, because I've always thought the line about being sick thing, the doctors aren't allowed to They're talk allowed to, to the media, you. right? So I always thought that was weird. These people like, get caught. How, like, how did they caught? find you? That woman who owned the bridal shop or whatever it was, remember she said she was dying of cancer and the shop was going to go under? I don't remember the details. I mean, raised a bunch of money. How did they find did out? If you and you thought you could just drive to a cancer center, get out of your car and go in. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I would never, ever do this. But no, it but does there's a way to cover like, your tracks. It does seem like a way Unless to somebody's get, following you into the waiting room, you know be, what I mean? Yeah, hard for people to find out, right? I just don't understand how they would get the information. Now, they could talk to friends. Is that like, hey, do you know this guy? Does he have cancer? No. That. But then what? I mean, what? You're going to confront the guy and say, hey, and, and then maybe he say says, you don't have cancer. Yeah, I do. Like, well, I'm dying. You know, I mean, but I'm guessing if he did the GoFundMe, then his friends knew. Yeah. I, you I, see what I'm saying? So he's lying to them, too. I guess that's totally possible. Right. I, I could see one of my friends, though, being like, hey, I need this 10000 I want to tell people I have cancer. Because I'm going to ask you about it. Like, dude, you're dying. It's like, dude, I'm raising this money for. For the yeah, tournament. but if I told you, then I think you'd cover for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. No, you know I, what I, mean? I get it. I, I'm, I'm not going to tell the newspaper when they call. I'm going to say, right. yeah, you know, I don't know. I, hell, I might and anybody else who, to who I didn't trust yeah. would just think I had it. Yeah. So anyway, this story, the end of this story is where it really gets good. Because this is not the first time I've seen a story about someone faking, uh, you know, terminal cancer to get money from GoFundMe. Sure. It's happened a few times. And like I said, it's still shocking to me every time. But... This is the end of the story. He says, I'm sorry for not being honest about what my situation was. Uh, if I would have done that from day one, who knows what would have happened? That's what he said to the uh, newspaper. If you'd been honest? Yeah, I guess if I'd been honest from the beginning, who knows what might have happened. I mean, I just know. said, I want to play poker. Give yeah, me 10 grand. I guess. I guess. But th- this is. The- a lot of people in the world, man. Yeah. I do feel that way sometimes. Like, if you just asked, Mike, you might get it. Yeah. I, someone might believe in you. And also, right. someone might just give you the money. You're in Vegas. There's a lot of people with extra money hanging out of their pockets, who are there gambling. And like you said, I feel like you could go to one of them and be like, hey, I'll give you half the winning. 75% of the winnings, whatever I'm sure is, you can. You just I just know because show. I've been in Vegas plenty of times before, and people have been there. Even if you're playing blackjack, hell, if you're playing cards, there's been guys who walk up behind you like, hey, man, you mind if I get a double on that? Yeah. And they just put it on your bet. They, 
pit bosses never say anything. So I played poker before. The guy's like, you know, hey, I got you. Right. I believe in you. Right. Right. Like it, it happens. Right. I so, don't think they can put the money in for you, but they're basically saying like, I, I, you know, you have to get up from the table. Yeah. And then they give you money if you lose. Or, you know right. what I mean? Right. right. So I don't think you can do it on the table, but I can't imagine why you couldn't give me ten grand to enter by my entrance fee. I don't know why you couldn't. And whatever I give you out of that seems to be my business. Yeah, exactly. Well, so get this. In these stories, whenever you hear about these GoFundMe scams, GoFundMe says they'll notify people that donated and say, hey, look, either like the money wasn't used for what it was supposed to be used for or they lied about their situation, whatever, right. and you're supposed to get a, a refund. So people that donated to this GoFundMe found out, according to this article, they found out um, – I guess uh, last Wednesday, maybe that. Hey, mm-hmm. this was uh, this was not real, and told them that they would be getting refunds. Okay, it says people uh, who donated to Mercer were notified by GoFundMe that they'd be getting refunds, according to the newspaper. Now, here's the thing, though. I assume that when this happens, I don't know if GoFundMe like has the money and they pay it back, and then they tell you the person who took the money. Also, you got to give us back whatever we're going to sue you over it, right? I would think. Maybe. I don't know. I think they come after you for that money. I can't imagine they should be like, all right, you keep the money and we have to give this money back. I would think that. I wouldn't think so. I think you'd have to come back. Yeah. yeah I mean, but it might, might be like a credit thing. You know what I mean? Like they have to. I mean, I, I know I can't think that they put you in, put it on your credit report. But I'm saying like maybe, you know, to one of those lawyers who do yeah. courts that do credit thing. Yeah. It'd take a while, right? I would think. But, Unless but I think by lying, it's fraud. Well, and because that's, then it could be a criminal that's investigation. That's true, and it's right? a lot of money because you're talking right. about over a certain amount of money. Yeah, in this fraud case, over it's ten thousand dollars. They took fifty thousand fraud for fifty thousand dollars. I mean, it is fraud by definition. It's fraud. Yeah. So that's and then it's wire fraud. Right. There's all kinds of those fraud laws by that electronics or something. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if I just tell you in person I have cancer, you give me ten thousand dollars. That's different. just fraud. But if I put it on the internet and then. It becomes more. Yeah. Wire fraud always gets involved in these things. Yeah. You know, a lot it of did it on the phone. I'm like, well, what would that telegram? matter? Yeah. So get this up. Supposed to do by telegram? Why, why am I in more trouble? He says he's been more or less banished by the poker community. Okay. But this is the end of the story. However, the 37 year old says he will not be refunding anyone. Yeah, no. Why? Because he believes he has undiagnosed breast cancer. Ooh. That's what he said. Well, he believes he has undiagnosed breast believes. cancer. Believes. Much enough. He believes it. So there you go. I mean, I don't know how you got caught in the first place, but talk about like just rolling with it. And I don't know how they prove that you don't have cancer. That's my cancer. thing. I don't know how they prove you don't have cancer. They can't talk to like the doctors. It's a these scams violation. always seemed. Yeah, these scams well, always seemed. GoFundMe is refunding everyone. Yeah. GoFundMe said, notified everyone and said they'll be refunding. And that's yeah. what we were saying. Like, I guess and now GoFundMe, they'll probably sue him. They'll go after him, I would think. Yeah. But. He's saying, I'm not going to refund any of the money because I believe I have undiagnosed breast cancer. Amazing. <laughs> man, why, how, would they get, how would you get I caught? don't know, man. I, and it makes you wonder because I think it would be difficult, if not impossible, to catch I mean, someone lying about this. I mean, it's just reporters and they, you know. But how do they when, find out when the doctors aren't they, allowed they to talk? They talk to you and you crack? Maybe. Right. But then how, like, many, you know, but, how many of these scams have people gotten away with? A lot. It's got to be It's got to be a ton. Because the ones you see, like, you go, so oh, many my God, how could you do pages, that? And how did right? you get caught? Like, yeah. But all these ones for medical bills. There's so right. many for medical bills. And you think, I don't know. It's not that, like the newspapers. it got to be like 90% of what GoFundMe is, is the medical, medical bills. bills. And there's no way that the media is looking into every single GoFundMe page to see yeah, if no. the person was really injured or if they're really getting chemo or whatever it is. So I gotta think that a lot of times people probably get away with that. I, don't, I can't mm-hmm. imagine. I mean, he got caught, but I can't imagine how you would get caught. I don't get it. Like if you went to my doctor right did now, you, you read the story, Snowcone. Yeah, I sent it. How to did? Oh that. yeah, you sent me the story too. How did you get caught doing that? 
I, I don't know. Well, they don't if, say. If reporters well, went to my said, doctor right now and said, does he have cancer? He'd be like, I, I can't talk to you about it. Right. But like, you're literally was, not allowed to. Right. He was That's at the, when he went to the World Series of Poker, they, people were asking him, like, you don't, you don't look very sick. So, I mean, they, people noticed. Yeah. And I guess that's but, when they started looking into it. But that's what Laz was saying. At that point, you just go like, well, I am sick, though. I'm having a good day. I mean, not everybody who has cancer. And he's going to be asked about it constantly. Right. Or I mean, look automatically, like you're going to be like, I haven't started chemo yet. Right. Exactly. That's it. Like, yeah, I got it. I just haven't started chemo yet. I'm doing it. I've, I've, risky, but I put it off until after the World Series of Poker because I didn't know if I'd be all right enough to do this. Well, and this guy's saying he had stage four, so he might be saying it's too late to treat. So right. this is oh, yeah. it. So I'm just trying to do this and have fun. You know, I don't right. know how, many, how much time I have to live, but this is it. I right. don't get how you get caught. And it makes me wonder how many of those pages we've donated to over the years that were fraudulent. You know, it's, it just seems yeah. like a, a way to now it's a bad thing. And I don't know oh, why yeah, I I'm not religious, but that just seems so bad, even though it seems like a, a thing you could get away with fairly easily. You just I don't know why there's some moral weight that comes down on my shoulders when I hear these stories and go, oh, how, how could you do that? You just can't do that. You can't. It screws up this whole I know, social contract we have. have. That yeah, moral you don't have compass, to, yeah. but, and I don't you know, feel empathy as much as other people do, apparently. I didn't know that, but still, to, to me, that's even like, so even if you don't feel empathy or you don't care about the people's money, it's still like, I'm going to get it. Right. right? Or, putting it out there. You know, something bad's going to like, I, I can't just do this. Right. There's some sort of karma thing that even if I don't believe in, the other part of that is even if I don't believe that, they, that there is karma, yeah. there's no way that when something bad happens to me, I won't be able to put that, back, that cat back in the box. Put a cat bag. in a bag, right? In the bag. Uh, without... Connecting these two on my own. Of course. So therefore, it's not even worth it. Even though I know logically the $10,000 had nothing to do with me getting colon cancer four years later. Yeah. But didn't. There's no way. I'd still connect those in my head and just die feeling crappy. And you just feel like a bad person. Talk about feeling like a bad person. What what could be an easier way to just quickly become a bad person than to lie about a medical diagnosis and ask people to donate money to your medical cause and your medical bills? That is just, I mean, in some ways it's worse than murder, honestly. Just the, the, the way well, that you're breaking, depending, on the, break depending on the circumstances, I'm just saying. There it's are, not. I mean, there are, screw, swindling people out of 10 grand ain't. I'm telling you, man, saying that you have stage them. four cancer. And I, I get it, but five, I asked a guy who donated $1,000 if he'd rather lose $1,000 or be shot today. I know, but I'm telling you, there's a story. <laughs> if you kill someone, you could give me some stories where I'm like, oh, man, all right, you know, whatever. But if you tell me that you just lied right. to get this money, there's no story you can give me. I'm just like, you're no. a bad person. You're no. a bad person. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right, doom scroll. We're doom scrolling. So the uh, the strikes, right? There's a couple mm-hmm. of them going on. You got the UAW strike, and you've got the writer strike and the actor strike. The writer strike's been going on for a while now. We were just talking about this off the air, but trying to think back to when it started, I remember texting our friend Soren Bowie and asking him about the strike, and he was like, yep, you know, on the picket line. And that feels like a long time ago. And then I see these stories about these – People who are writers, uh, you know, all these people that are on strike that are saying we can't pay our bills. I thought, man, if I had to go on strike and I was on strike for three months from my job, wasn't getting paid for three months from my job, I would lose my house. There's no I don't have like a safety net or whatever they call those things. Savings accounts. Is that what they're called? I don't have one of those that will last me three months. There's no way in hell I could survive for three months without getting a paycheck. And these people are living in L.A. A lot of them are in L.A. I got to think their rent is extremely high. They, they probably have roommates who are depending on them and everything else, and they're not getting any money. But the good news is they said they might actually get a deal today. Now, I just looked at something from a couple hours ago that said they're close, but don't expect them to resume filming real soon, but they could be really close. And maybe by the end of the day today, they'll say, hey, we struck a deal. Today, a pivotal moment in the months-long strike in Hollywood. The WGA representing more than 11,000 writers and the AMPTP representing streaming services in studios sitting down for a face-to-face meeting. I mean, anytime you're actually sitting at the table, something can happen. If you're not talking, nothing can happen. The main sticking points between the two groups remain wage increases, residuals in the streaming era, and the use of artificial intelligence. So I guess the big deal, you heard Brian Cranston there saying, hey, you know, you got to have talks. Mm-hmm. If you're not talking, mm-hmm. nothing's happening. Well, this seemed like a big talk because the, the big wigs, the biggest wigs, at like Warner Brothers Discovery, um, Disney, right? I mean, Bob Iger, I guess, was going to be at the same. Right. Netflix CEO, what's that guy's name? Ted something? Ted Sur- oh. is it Sarant? Sarant? I just remember him from I the documentary. Remember, but I always remember the, Reed. I'm thinking of the founder, Reed. Yeah, that's Reed the Hastings. person I always think of. Yeah. Uh, NBC Universal, their, their guys. So all the, and then there's a company that represents just all the streaming services. They have a name for it. I think she said it there, the A something. And the, they have their own representation, and they're all meeting. So they thought, well, this could be the day that maybe they strike a deal. But the people who have been on strike forever, there's so many stories about them saying, I'm 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 done. Like I can't afford to do this anymore. We have to fix this soon or like now or I'm not going to be able to do this. And I just thought, man, I know with some of these like we talked about the UAW and they go on strike, they have these funds 
And we talked right. about that fund that the UAW has the other day. And that would they, pay can, for they can basically pay. Yeah, they can give them some money, right? So if they're on, they're on strike, they're not totally broke. But, I mean, it sounds to me like if you are on strike with the writers, you, you're just not getting any money, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that doesn't seem like a, a good situation at all. So are hope, you still getting residuals or royalties? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I would assume that all those, whatever residuals you're getting, the ones that you're complaining about not getting enough, you'd still get those, I think right? You're still getting them. There's right. no way you, but I don't know how much money you make on that. I mean, if you're a writer, and again, I just think of our friend Soren. Yeah. I, you know, I have no idea what he gets for residuals, but yeah, no we know clue. that they're we know that they're striking because they think residuals suck and that they're not getting residuals off of streaming and things like that. When I think residuals, I think Seinfeld in syndication, right? right? You always think Seinfeld in syndication, but we know that money all went to Jerry and Larry. Larry, I'm pretty sure those two got all the money. I don't know if the actors... Those two got all of it. Wasn't that the big story? Like, I don't think the other... They each got like 500 million. Right, but Jason Alexander and Julia Louis-Dreyfus... They probably get money for every time it's aired. I I think all the money... I think The the money... that they don't, I'm just guessing, yeah. I look it up, but the money they don't get is what they paid for it. It could be. I know there was something about Seinfeld. People complain a little bit because, yeah. like, they got a billion dollars from Hulu. Yeah, it was a big story because those two split everything. They just get, I think the two of them, their deal is that they get all the money. There was a point, I don't remember, an interview somewhere, someone was talking to him about, you know, giving them more money or whatever. Of course, it's Jerry. So it was very uncomfortable and just like, what are you talking about? You yeah. know, deal's yeah. a deal. I don't, I don't know why we're talking about this. Then the other strike that's going on, the big three, the bad news is a couple of the uh, big auto uh, companies have said we're laying people off. And I saw one of the things, they're, they're shutting down some plants. They're shutting down our local GM plant Are here. They? Yeah, and they just say they can't keep it open because the strike is causing these supply chain issues. So hopefully they'll get something figured out soon. But everything I'm reading said this strike could go on for a while. First it was Stellantis who laid off a combined 350 non-striking employees from a plant here in Ohio and two in Indiana. And then it was GM who announced they're temporarily closing an assembly plant in Kansas immediately and indefinitely, sending home close to 2,000 non-striking employees there. In a statement, GM saying this is, quote, a negative ripple effect of the strike and pointing out that that plant gets parts. There's that support this morning, gets parts from a plant that's currently shut down by the strike. In the face of all of this, the UAW holding strong to its demands against the big three, including Ford, and sticking to that noon deadline tomorrow, saying if they don't see serious progress, more workers will walk out of more sites. Now, they say there is a reason to possibly be optimistic. Stellantis, I guess, has another deal that they're sending over. It's the way they made it sound. Now, I don't know if they expect this deal to be anywhere close to you know, something that they would accept, but they acted like it was a, a good thing right. that, this, uh, that this new deal is being sent over. The other thing to think about with these strikes with the UAW and these layoffs or temporary closures of these plants, it's not just the people who work for the big three. There's a lot of people who work, and Lazo grew up in Detroit, so he knows all about it. There's sure. a lot of people who work for these tool and die shops, whatever they do, that's not owned by any of the big right. three, but they supply parts for all three of them. Right. And, and not only that, bars cars, and restaurants, yep. and I mean, you know. It's just a huge trickle effect. And those people obviously aren't members of the UAW. There's stuff so. you don't even think about. Like, I know you think about parts. Like, I had a buddy who worked at a place that just made fasteners for the seatbelts. Yeah, exactly. Look, fast, fastener for seatbelt Right, you think that someone else could do that? Right. Yeah, but no, it's all the specialized stuff. Mm-hmm. and. It's all going to the big three. I mean, that's who they're selling to. So when they say, yeah, we're not building anything right now, you had a huge problem. And I know the auto industry in Detroit isn't what it used to be, but it's still huge. And it's still a huge employer. I mean, people think just the line. You're not even talking about, 
you know, engineers and accountants and, you know. And, uh, I mean, you said bars, which is a good point. It's all those companies, though, that aren't even owned by the big three, but they're not yeah, working. Yeah, like when I did overnight radio, I, there was a bar by my house that was open. You know, it opened up at like 5 a.m. for the third shift workers. You go in there at 6 a.m., it'll be packed. Yeah. Packed. Yeah. And you now know? what? If that plant's Nothing. not running, exactly. So uh, I don't know how often this happens. It seems like it's happening a lot, but there's a manhunt now, again, for a guy who got out of jail. But this time he didn't escape. Now, he's a suspected murderer. I don't think he's been convicted of murder yet, but uh, they're calling him a murderer. He was released from jail. So imagine this. They detain this guy. He had a warrant. They detain him. They get him in jail. I'm imagining one of those county jails like we see on TV. And then suddenly someone must have come up to him after he'd been there a day or two and says, hey, uh, you're leaving. It's time for you to go. And he's thinking to himself, what the hell? So they're telling him, hey, call someone because you're leaving this afternoon. Okay. So he calls his girlfriend, and she comes and picks him up. I mean, look, what would you do? The if, same they, thing? if they told me I'm leaving, I'm leaving too. Apparently this is some sort of paperwork issue, you know, that something got screwed up, and they released the wrong person, so now there's a manhunt to find this guy. The girlfriend got arrested because she went and picked him up from jail. I don't see how that's... What the hell she do wrong? Exactly. You said he's out of jail. If, if, if someone I know or care about goes to jail, and then I get a call and they say, hey, they're releasing me today at noon, right. and I come pick you up. Yeah, how's that much? How's that aiding and abetting? And you say, well, you should have known. How are no, you I'm not, know. you're the jail. You, you said he was leaving. You should have known. <laughs> I figured maybe you gave him a new court date. I don't know. This morning, an urgent manhunt in Indiana for a murder suspect authorities say was accidentally set free from jail. The Marion County Sheriff's Office says 28-year-old Kevin Mason was mistakenly released last Wednesday, just two days after his arrest, due to faulty records review. And now deputies say they've arrested his girlfriend, Desiree Oliver, who they say picked him up after he walked out of jail. Yeah, I mean, sorry, but if you tell me I can leave, I'm leaving. And if Lazo calls me and says, hey, they told me I'm leaving today at noon. Can you give me a ride? Man. I'm giving him a ride. Right, of course. She's that's a, ridiculous. She's that's ridiculous. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I get you could say like, well, you knew you should have known he's a murder suspect. We wouldn't just be letting him go. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. Maybe you put an ankle monitor on him. Maybe you said he's got to come back in a week. I don't know. Regardless, not my problem. You said he was leaving. You told him to call someone to give him a ride. He called me. Yeah, I can pick them up. She's got to sue. I mean, unless there's more to the story that they're not saying, to me, I don't think she should be in trouble for giving him a ride. Now, maybe if they say it was all over the news and they said that, you know, he's a wanted man and she was hiding him. Okay, well, now we're talking about something different, I guess. Yeah. But, but if just picking him up. Picking him up, that seems... Because you told him he was free to go. I, I don't know anyone who would say, I'm not going to come pick you up if it's someone they cared about. And they're saying, I'm getting released from jail. I go, you know, I also don't know anyone who would say to a prison guard, I don't think I should leave. I think you've got the wrong person. I probably am not supposed to be leaving tomorrow no. afternoon. You're not going to say that. You're going to no. say, okay, I'll call and get a ride. But you can, tell you, me. can you imagine that? You go to jail. You got, you got busted. You're arrested in Indiana. I think where they say he's from, Minnesota or something. So he's got this warrant. They pick him up. You go to jail. You're sitting in your cell praying like, God, please. You know, the chips are down, you're on your knees, you're just like, please help me. I need I'll, something. I'll do anything, God, please help me through the right. situation. I'm praying to you. You've never prayed in your life, and suddenly you're praying because those bars slammed behind you. And then they come to you and they're like, hey, you're going home. I mean, that's enough to make you a religious man, yeah, to be sure. born again. It's the Church of Laszlo. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Whoopies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. 
Yo, yo. What's going on, kid? We're finishing Doom Scrolling. All right. All right, do I have a story for you? Please. So, you know, I, I mean, as long as I can remember, I'm guessing people, parents have been telling their kids this, or adults have been telling other adults this. As far back as I can remember for sure, and probably long before I was around, hey, you shouldn't suppress all those emotions. You shouldn't keep pushing all that stuff down. It's going to cause more problems in the future. If you mm. don't deal with those problems, you're going to end up getting cancer. Me too. And they say, you shouldn't do that. You should talk to a therapist. You should do this. You I should do swallow, that. Swallow and put it in. It's, Lock that. And yeah, don't do that. Down. It's going to, I mean, I've seen, push that way, wasn't way there down. a Family Guy or American Dad episode where he keeps suppressing everything and it literally just turned mm-hmm. into cancer? I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we've been told. You shouldn't just suppress it. And when, so, yeah, when someone asks me, like, well, why aren't you still, uh, you have to still be mad about this. I mean, we had this disagreement. It was a big disagreement. You must be mad. And I say, I'm done with it. Right. I have killed it. It's over. I've thrown it in a field and buried it, it in a shallow grave. Yeah. And I'm done with it. And people don't believe you sometimes. You say, no, seriously, I'm done with it. But you're really and, not. But you are. But, but I'm willing to put on a smile sure. and move forward. And I will forget about it. Well, it just builds anger, I'm sure. But that's well, okay. A new study says it doesn't. Hmm. A new study says that suppressing these negative emotions actually benefits your mental health. Oh, good. Then they had a study to figure this out, and they were actually training people. So let's say you've got a trigger, right? Something that when you think about it, it causes anxiety. Now, this isn't supposed to be like people who have, you know, what I used to have in junior high, where the existential stuff, oh, my God, why are we here playing it so small, space is so big, that kind of stuff. That's not what they're doing. But if you have a lot of fear about things in your life, like, you know, you're worried about paying this bill or you're oh, worried yeah. about losing your job. And every time you hear the word job, you think about it. So they tried to train people to say, hey, we're going to suppress this stuff and you're just going to pretend like it's not real. And it works. They were concrete fears that participants had expressed and, and that were plaguing them repeatedly. So one participant, for instance, was worried that their parents might end up with COVID and in the hospital. So as part of the experiment, that participant would have to repeatedly look at the word hospital and then stop their mind from spiraling into these more distressing patterns of thinking. And lo and behold, most participants were actually successful at doing that. Okay, this is Cambridge, Laszlo. Mm -hmm. This is Cambridge. They did the study and they said that it helped uh, combat people's feelings of depression. Their depression started to go away. And even when they checked in with them months later, their depression rates were much lower because they'd been taught to just suppress it. Quit thinking about it. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I no, never I thought that true, a yeah. study would come out and say, hey, you know what? Because all we've heard our whole lives is you have to deal with this. You have to talk to someone about it. You have to whatever it is. Yeah, but they're saying like a, a, a fear. They're not talking about you're angry. Right. And you suppress it. It's They're talking negative, about a fear in the future. Negative emotions that you have about something. Now, it could also be something they said that's happened in the past, and every time you think about it, you get oh, okay. angry about it. So the point is, when you think about this, they train you to go, okay, here's the thing that triggers you to think about that negative incident. You're going to now think about this instead. Right. Just stop thinking about it. Just for, try and forget it, just, which is a form of just suppressing it, right? right. Just push I it down. the green monster effect. I like that. The green monster so, effect? Like the Hulk? No, like uh, the wall. In, oh, okay. Uh, the green in, monster. Right. Yeah. So if you do studies, people always talk about, oh, the green monster, right? You hit off the green monster. But most home runs, the vast majority of home runs hit in major league stadiums go higher than what the green monster covers. So if you were to hit one in Kauffman Stadium, most of them go higher than what the green monster covers. But the green monster's out there, so you're always thinking about it. So more balls hit off that wall. Yeah. 
So I always tell my boys, like, whatever that is in front of you that you're worried about, that's just a green monster, man. It doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. It's not there yet. Don't think about that until you actually get to the problem. There's no sense in worrying about uh, how you're going to do on a test tomorrow. That, who cares? Like, just study for it and let it go, right? Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. That's, the, to me, always been the green monster effect. We're always worried about the green monster in Fenway Park. But the truth of the matter is, if you probably just do what you're supposed to do, the balls would go higher than that anyway. Yep. Yeah. I mean... And they could have just asked me at Cambridge. Right. Well, they were worried. They said good news. They thought that like people with PTSD, it could make it worse or certainly not help, and then it could increase anxiety in people, but it had the opposite effect. It helped people with PTSD. It helped people with severe anxiety. Uh, they said suppression reduced memory for suppressed fears and rendered them less vivid and anxiety-provoking, the authors found. After training, participants reported less anxiety, less negative effect, and less uh, depression, with the latter benefit persisting for at least three months when they checked back in on it. There you go. So there you go. Exactly. Uh, Chat GPT. There was a time when we were talking about it basically every day. We knew that there had already been a couple people said, well, I'm going to sue Chat GPT because how did it get my copywritten stuff? into its brain sure. and start spitting it out. You Sarah asked, Silverman. Yeah, you ask. I, I mean, as far as I can recall, she was the first one in the news mm-hmm. that said, I'm going to sue. But now you've got this list of authors, and these are big-time authors. Michael Conley is on this. Snowcone, your guy, uh, George R. R. Martin, isn't that uh-huh. his name? Is that uh-huh. Game of Thrones? John yeah. Grisham. I don't know if Grisham's on it or not. I thought that was his guy. No, I was thinking jo- George R. R. Martin. I like some Grisham. I do, too. I was talking about Game of Thrones guy for him. Mm. But they're mad because they say all their books, without their permission, got put into this system. And now this you know, AI can spit out stories, but it's using their stories to do it. And they don't think that should be allowed. My books this is Michael taken, Conley, and I didn't even know about it. I wasn't asked about it. I didn't approve it. There's no denying AI. It's going to be in our future. What is a structure that makes sense for, for authors? I think it's about consent. Our books were just fed into the big maw of AI. Now, Connolly and dozens of other authors are suing OpenAI, the maker of ChatGPT, for mass copyright infringement, a legal action that could have implications for the broader pop culture. Laz, when you were a kid, did your family, uh, like, trade books? Like, oh, you got to read this new Grisham, or you got to read this? No. Your family didn't do that? Okay. No. My family My dad has a f- never read. Your dad never read? Mm. My dad read it constantly. That's basically all he did. Never. He watched sitcoms a little bit, and then he just read. But, I mean, he would come home from the library with a bag of books, and it was always just... You know, he's not reading philosophical stuff. It's right. just pulp novels. Yeah. Uh, but they find these authors like Grisham, but especially Michael Conley, John Sanford. And once they find these authors, it's like everyone in the family goes, oh, here, your turn, your turn. Oh, yeah. oh no, you got to no, read no, this no. new Dennis Lehane book. There were certain authors. And Michael Conley and my family just became so persistent, ubiquitous. And I was like, look, I read it. I'm not a huge fan. You guys like it. That's fine. But they love him so much that they're like, oh, hey, I'm finished with the new Michael Conley. You can have it now. And I'm like trying to be nice. Like, I don't. I don't read Michael Connolly, but that guy's got to be real rich. Just the idea of being an author who makes money now seems incredibly difficult. And then you see these authors like, and I know Connolly's been around a while, but you see these authors who continue to just pump out books that are bestsellers. And I don't know what happened to, we know a lot about music and when music went to streaming and how that messed up the revenue stream for the artists and the labels and everything else. I don't know what happened with Kindles, right? And because I know when I go to buy a Kindle book, it's cheaper but maybe they say, hey, it doesn't cost anything to produce it, though. Right. So the profit margins could be the same. I don't know. But I understand what they're saying is you're taking all of my copywritten stuff and throwing it into this computer. And then this computer is using it to spit out stuff that it claims is new. And I, you know, I think I would side with them. Of course, I haven't seen the trial. I'd be interested to see the case. This is a, uh, what do they call it? A massive lawsuit or something? Giant lawsuit? Uh, 
because all these authors are, are involved. And then what do you do? do? Is there a way? They say, well, we've got to take these books out of its memory. And then do other authors say, hey, I'll volunteer to so put mine in So does chat GPT, they have to defend it? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. How cool would it be if they, if they had chat GPT as defend a, it? As a lawyer. They said they were going to have that AI they lawyer. They have a computer up there and everything, just type it all in yeah. and have the computer respond. I think it can talk. It would be unbelievable. Yeah. And there was that guy who said he was going to do that a couple months ago. We talked about that, the AI lawyer. And then that case ended up getting thrown out or something. But the news was he was going to use AI as a lawyer. If anyone could do it, it would be the guys at OpenAI. Aren't they the ones that own ChatGPT, mm-hmm. OpenAI? Mm-hmm. I mean, we know it can talk. There's apps you can download that are using OpenAI's brains to create a talking avatar. They could have a talking lawyer in there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely have a talking lawyer. It'd probably be a pretty good lawyer. They say that the version that we get to the public is totally different yes, than what yeah, the real right. version the I've real version. Say, yeah. I've heard is scary, scary smart, and we get How a very, How cool very would it be if version. they did that? They defended themselves with chat. They have to do it. It, it would be amazing. It Why would be, wouldn't they? Would I mean, amazing. and the publicity they would get from it. Right. And if they win, come on. What if the lawyer's great? Then well, everyone's going to be like, I'm hiring He's got all the, uh, every information to his hands. Any type of, you know, citing any case, right? Yeah. He doesn't, doesn't have to study. No. He already knows it. Mm-hmm. It's like the Matrix. All that information is just pumped in there. Then what? You get lawyers coming forward saying, hey, he used that chat GPT thing, used my tactic. Well, too bad, dude. If I'm a lawyer and I'm watching you on TV, I'm allowed to mimic you. Yeah, sure. You know, I'm definitely allowed to do that. Celebrity news. This is big, Lazo. Mm, big, big, big. About it? I told them about it because it just happened within the last hour or two. Mm. Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas are splitting up, right? This has been the big celebrity story. Game of Thrones. Okay. The redhead. The one who, spoiler alert, should I say Snow Cone? Are we allowed to say? What? How, it sh- how, how the show ends with Sophie Turner, where she ends up? Oh, Queen of the North. She's the one who won. Queen of the North, remember? Well, I know you watched well, the end. Won, but yeah, she I thought they're doing the wheelchair one. Well, he did. He became but, king, yeah. But she was Queen of the North. The redhead. You remember what she looked like, at least, right? They mm-hmm. became a separate country. <sighs> what else has she been in? I saw her in something else, but mostly she was in I see her on talk staircase. shows. Um, she was in the staircase? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. As the wife? Uh, she's the daughter. The daughter. Okay. I know who she is. In. She wasn't in it much, but she was. I mostly see her on talk shows. Talking about Joe Jonas. The one Jonas who left and, him. We didn't want to be with him. Right? In the staircase, that one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. so the daughter. Um, so she's married to Joe Jonas. You know who he is. He's one of the Jonas brothers. And he's, I guess he still performs a lot. He must still make a lot of money. I had no idea until the Sophie Turner thing started. So they're getting a divorce. And the big story was Joe Jonas is at home alone with the kids while Sophie Turner's out. It was kind of implied that she's out partying, although I'm thinking she also could have been working. She could have been shooting mm-hmm. a film or whatever. But it definitely looked like Joe Jonas was saying, I'm home alone with the kids, and this isn't going to work because basically she's not a present mother. Is that fair, Snowcone? That's kind of the, kind yeah. of the way that it was sold to us. And yes. then the, the public freaked out. And if you go on Reddit or any of these right. message boards, they are so mad at Joe Jonas. They say he created this narrative. It's ridiculous. Uh, they're trying to make her look bad. The whole thing. There is really no one online defending Joe Jonas. But it apparently, for me. it apparently is true that Sophie Turner did not the know. Throw away Reddit account. <laughs> right. That's what I was doing. And yeah, then I got Sunfest got on there. I was doing. I it. got banned from that sub. So wait, did you? From one of them. Yeah. Really? They, they shut it down. Yeah. They said you can't. You don't have access to this. So uh, Sophie Turner says, "Hey, guess what, guys? I found out about the divorce the same time you did from the same sources, TMZ or whoever it was. Good. That's when I found out I was getting divorced." And now, the big news is today, she's suing him. For what? She's suing him because they have kids, and she says, our kids are supposed to live in England, and you're living in California, I want the kids to come to England. Imagine that custody battle mm. where you live in California, and your ex lives what across the pond. What court do you go to? 
I don't know. I guess you'd have to start with an American court because the kids are here, here, right? Just to say, and there's she's accusing Joe of like withholding their passports or something. This is a some sort of entertainment gossip guy that I found just within the last couple of hours who's explaining it. So we just learned of their divorce September 5th, okay. right? And she just filed paperwork in New York suing him today. She, wow. That paperwork was filed for the ability to take her their kids back to the UK with her and saying that he is wrongfully retaining their passports. Oh. And so he, she is in New York right now, but claiming she cites real estate transactions mm-hmm. that indicate that the UK was going to be their planned residency, um, citing a rental and then a purchase that they were going to move into. Calling in the, it a forever home. Right. And she also says that she found a lot out along with the rest of us about the divorce plans. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, so this is going to get God. ugly. And- okay, so they built these houses. Well, they got a rental and they built a house, right? She's calling it a forever home and saying, hey, the plan was to move the kids here. Mm-hmm. I'm no lawyer. I'm no judge. I feel like that's going to be a tough putt. The kids are already here. They weren't living there. You're saying, well, we planned for them to live there? Right. I could see them having to split custody, and they've got to go yeah. get on an airplane every yeah. time they want to see mom or dad. And honestly, if I was Joe Jonas, do you just go? If she want, if she were to win this, and they said, "Yeah, the kids have to go to this house. You built it. That was the plan. The kids are going there." If she won, which I think would be tough. If I don't jo- see why. I mean, all right, whatever. It feels like it would be tough no matter what. He filed for divorce in Florida. Oh, it was in Florida? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was in California. No, it says here. Honor about September 1st, 2024, the father filed for divorce case against the mother in Florida. Oh, okay. I thought they were in California for mm-hmm. some reason. On about September 5th, uh, 2023, the mother found out through the media that the father had filed for divorce. They do live in California. Okay, so that's weird. I wonder why they were in Florida. They were married in Florida. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's really weird because I thought that the house where the kids were was in California. It, it was in L.A. It is. And they showed her coming back to the house eventually, but I... I, I I understand that they're saying when you're a celebrity, when you leak something to the media, you get to create the narrative. So you go first. If mm-hmm. Sophie didn't know this was going to happen, you're Joe Jonas. You say, all right, we're going to protect my narrative. image, and we're going to set the narrative, and the narrative is going to be, look at me, I'm dad, home alone with the kids, and she's out partying. That's what we're sure. going to imply. So I can see why people get mad about that. Mm-hmm. My issue is when I read what Joe Jonas said, my first thought wasn't she's out partying. Right. My thought was, she's not home right now. Right. She's an actor, right? I mean, she could be out yeah. working. Yeah. So I didn't think, th- and he goes on tour. So I'm guessing he's gone sometimes too. Yeah, they're on tour right now. So I didn't automatically see that as, oh, she's out partying. But people said that that's what he was trying to imply. Maybe he was. I don't know. But then she's saying, I didn't even know we were getting divorced until everyone heard that news. So now you've got a custody battle uh, of all custody battles because you're talking about, I want the kids in the UK. You want the kids in the United States. And if I was Joe Jonas and she won, I guess I would just move to the UK. i got to think they're in school. God, it would suck. I know. It, I don't, think, right? I don't like think she's going to win. Oh, I, I can't imagine they're going to say, well, just. Were, were they born know. here? I wonder if they were born here. I assume they were born here. I mean, I kind of assume, she was talking about, you know, all those talk shows. I feel like she was in America when she was talking yeah. about being newly married. The courts and, don't like changing the status quo. Right. Mm-hmm. And if they've been growing up here to say, like, well, our plan was, well, your yeah. plan's just changed. Right. Right, because he's not going there anymore. Yeah, he's got a good case. And I don't know, Lazar, like you said, which court? Could the U.K. get involved and say, hey, we've got our decision, and our decision is that the kids get to come here? I guess that wouldn't mean anything because the kids are in the United States. I don't, I don't know much about this stuff other than my little anecdotal experience with custody battles. I would think this mm-hmm. is going to be tough for her, really tough. Yeah, especially if they're in school. Right. They're, li- they're really little, right? Isn't one still a baby? 
I have no idea. I think one of the kids is a, is a baby. They have to be young. But, but it might be like two years old. I'm not sure. Uh, and it then says, This is from page six. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner headed for a long court battle. Yeah, so I mean, that's, go. that's be, the other thing. You both got all the money in the world to pay those lawyers. That's the other thing. It's not, you're not going to run out no of money one's to right. fight. It's not like you can bluff it. Oh, they're both babies. Okay, but one was born in 2020 and one was born in 2022. And then she went out partying with Taylor Swift, who is also his ex. Oh, and right. they were hanging out together. What's the deal, Snowcone? So Taylor X, or Taylor X, Taylor Swift dated him in 2009 or something? I, yeah, something like There's that. There's a whole thing about how he was, this, I, I saw this on TV, YouTube, I don't remember. That he was like the most toxic relationship, and like I think yeah, maybe it was in the songs about maybe it. it was in the documentary or something. Her dad referenced Joe Jonas and like talking about him being a bad guy. She's got like a she song got called toxic "Mr. Perfectly Fine." That's about him, apparently. Yeah, and then that, she wrote all these songs. Yeah, what was so bad about him? Do we know? Did she ever imply? I mean, in those lyrics of that song, you know, I could look it up. Let me see. Well, it's weird because I'm pretty sure someone on Twitch might know. I'm, I might have watched the documentary, and it might have been in the documentary. Mr. Perfect-Faced, Mr. Here-to-Stay, Mr. Looked me in the eye and told me you would never go away. Everything was right. Mr. I've been waiting for you my whole life. Mr. Every single day until the end, I'll be by your side. But that was when I got to know Mr. Change of Heart. Mr. Leaves me all alone. I fall apart. Oh. It takes everything in me just to get up each day, but it's wonderful to see that you're okay. So he's a love bomber. That's what he's being accused of there, right? Sounds like, yeah. Oh, you can't can't do that. Not in twenty twenty three. Really tell someone how much you love them and then change and then your watch, mind. And then watch TV. That's too can't much. Do that. Yep. Too no. much. Too much for you to. You made too many promises. Too much for you to be a, like a really great, great, great boyfriend and then not feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do that, man. No, so I, can, I guess we'll figure that's out. That's why you should just be a dick all the time. Exactly. Like like the Bob song, said. nobody cares about that song. You're a dick when I met you. I shouldn't have dated you. You're still a dick. Right. Oh, I wrote a song about Billy Bob Thornton. You're like, okay. <laughs> right. right. I, I think I got the idea what it's going to be. I am kind of excited, though, to see this battle and see what the dirt is they have on Joe Jonas. Yeah. In my mind, he's still that Disney promise ring kid. Yeah. Right? And they're, they're, they're acting like he's such a toxic person. I'm, I'm really, I don't think that Taylor Swift or her crew ever really said what exactly was wrong with him other than I guess no, I mean, for songs. her to hang out with Sophie Turner during this it, it definitely implies that she that she's like hey she I understand like yeah I understand what you're going through I mean, they're gonna get together and talk S on him yeah man man oh man is there a name for that when women get together and talk S on you being know. women life I think it's just called life yeah, yeah. the church of Laszlo yo yo what's going on oh nothing just sitting here hanging out with you guys what's going on with you you playing a, playing a game over there? You talking to someone? Nope. No. I was looking up on both things. Sophie Turner's divorce cases. Oh, yeah. It's interesting, right? I mean, look, I've seen her in one show, and him I'm not familiar with at all other than knowing that he's a mm-hmm. Jonas brother. So these are not people that I would think I'd be interested in, but the media does a good job of finding these celebrity stories and then getting you interested. Part of it, too, is just seeing how many people are talking about it. When Snowcone brought it to my attention and just showed me all of these posts about Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas, you go... Is there something here? And then I can't help it. I do kind of get of course drawn you into it a little bit. I, I didn't get drawn into the Maddie and uh, Taylor. I just Taylor Swift. I can't. I can't. I've tried. They really push her, man. No matter what you say, you like or don't like on TikTok or your reels right. or whatever, you still get Taylor Swift. They'll find a way to put Taylor Swift. <laughs> right, and you're like, sure. man, okay. The other yep. day it was uh, it was showing me all regional stuff, all stuff about you know. Comedians talking about Kansas City or the state of Missouri, the state of Kansas, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm scrolling through and all of a sudden, here's Taylor Swift. And she's talking about how she loves Lawrence, Kansas, because that's where her friend 
swims for uh, Kansas University. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, I will say, because I watched the video, she did say something. She kept saying Kansas University. She did. It was weird. She said, you know, I didn't go to college. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a little different path. So when I go to Lawrence, Mm -hmm. I do this, imagine what it would have been like if I, and I'm like, man, that's what I do with Lawrence too. Every time I went to Lawrence after the age of 18, it was like, you know, man, you know, this is what I miss out on. Not that I'm like right, sure. sad about it. It was like, this, this, this is a cool town. And I'll bet it's funny. And there's, you know, people my age hanging out there who are in classes. Right. And you go, yeah, you live here. I mean, I dated a girl who lived there and I would stay there and we'd go to the bars and you're like, yeah, you know, I miss this. Is, everything else up to this point has been pretty much like it is in the movies. White kid in the suburbs, whatever. Sure. Pretty, pretty predictable. There's no college. But the college thing didn't happen. And then you start to go like, yeah, did I screw up? Yeah, you, know? you spent enough time there to... At least if you dated and stayed with her, then you know what it That's is. That's kind of how I felt. And it's yeah. just interesting to see Taylor Swift. I actually have to take a class. Taylor Swift's the biggest star in the world, and she's saying, Lawrence, Kansas is where I go. And I'm like, That's, that is kind of interesting, right, yeah. I guess. So I want to talk about social media coming out and stuff that you've tweeted or posted or whatever that you regretted. I don't know if you have any of those, yeah, but it, sure. it, it amazes me people who are public figures or use social media a lot don't realize that they're going to get busted when they lie. When they post, oh yeah, things that's that, something lying. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and you just like here, here's a lie, and I guess if it's just on my story or if it's a quick tweet, and I tweet enough, no one will pay too much attention. Dude, someone, there's a good chance someone's gonna find it. Did you see this tweet? No, I'm I talking about the meal, on. the meal at the airport. No, you're gonna love this. I'll tell you next. The church, the church of Laszlo. Yo, yo, okay. So you know who David Brooks is, the New York Times guy? Yeah, uh, he's. Uh, I guess you'd say fairly conservative. Not not like right wing, but I guess, you know, right of center. I see him a lot on talk shows like Bill Maher, stuff like that. That's basically how I know. I've got a picture of him in my head. I don't read his articles because I don't don't read the New York Times articles. I don't read. But uh, he's got a Twitter account, or sorry, an X account, right? Mm -hmm. And he was flying. So he's at an airport waiting for his flight. He's in Newark. I've been to Newark. I saw Gallagher at the airport. Gallagher at the airport in Newark, but I didn't say hi to him. I thought about it, but we were afraid it could have been his brother. Who knows? Anyway, uh, oh, and actually at one point, uh, my other friend came up and said, oh, is that David Crosby? And I was like, well, now I'm really confused. Is it it Gallagher or David Crosby? So David Brooks is at the airport, and he takes a picture of his meal. If you just Google David Brooks right now, you'll see this picture, and I'll show Twitch here, twitch.tv slash Church of Laszlo. It's a a picture of his burger, uh, fries, a couple empty tomato, ketchup packets, and a, a glass, right? So that's it. Just looks like burger and fries. Mm-hmm. It's airport food, and this is what he tweeted. This meal just cost me $78. $78. That mm-hmm. seems like a lot of money, right? I mean, I look, I've been to the airport and been stuck in that situation where you have to pay, yeah, I don't course. know, maybe uh, $15 for a cold sandwich that's wrapped in saran wrap. But $78 for the burger and fries seems crazy. So he says, it's cost I mean, me 78 He's got a glass of scotch in front of him. This cost me $78. This is why Americans think the economy is terrible. So imagine you get your bill at $78. You take that picture, and that's what you say. And, and by the way, people online were like, oh, look at this. David Brooks posted this picture. Look how well, expensive crazy. this stuff Joyce was. Joyce Carol Oates, huh? Uh, like this was just some YouTube, uh, what do they call them? Shorts, where someone's like, look at this crazy New York story. Times writer David Brooks took to social media to air his grievances about a meal he bought at Newark Airport. The cost? A whopping $78. Brooks shared a snapshot of his pricey meal, using it as an example to explain why some Americans are frustrated with the economy. Though it's just one meal, it sparked a massive conversation about value, cost, and the state of the economy. 
it's a reminder that sometimes the most ordinary experiences can spark the most extraordinary discussion. Wow, okay, sure. It's an expensive burger and fries. But a lot of people just Again, took that. there's and a glass at of scotch in front of Exactly, Snowcone. That's why you should be a writer, because someone from Slate said, hey, here's, here's what's going on here. He's got a glass of scotch, and that doesn't look like a single there. That looks like, I don't know, you guys drink brown liquid? That's a big point. How many shots do you think are in there? Yeah, that's a double, at least. Someone said that they thought it was a triple. And they, they said, uh, they went, you know, they, they looked into this, tried to figure out how much stuff costs at the airport, and they said, look, we're not saying that stuff at the airport is cheap. We all know it's expensive. But according to these internet sleuths who looked into it, uh, that airport burger cost $17. 17 not $78, mm-hmm. which is, uh, you know, a lot less than what he tweeted. And then there's that large glass of scotch or whiskey. They call it an enormous pour. Would you say that's an enormous pour? Yeah. I would say it's a big pour. Yeah, I mean, a it's, a lot, pour. it's a lot of booze, right? And he could have already drinking some. I don't know. So. Exactly. And it's just sitting there on ice. And they said the bill was for the booze. Yeah. That's what he paid for. The booze at an airport is expensive. That bar bill could have been 60 bucks easily. Yeah. I, and I, I don't, I've never drank scotch at the airport, whatever, but I would assume knowing that the cold wrap sandwiches are 15 and bucks. Scotch could be expensive, but then you're at the airport. And now which you're is at the expensive. airport. It depends which on what kind he buys. It could be exactly. $200. Yeah. Right. Like, well, I don't know what kind you got, but the booze, that throws everything out of whack. He, 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 it could Johnny be Blue. Right. It could be $50 for, not, it could be. Yeah, it could be fifty dollars for a double pour of Jameson. Yeah, I mean it really could be. I mean that would be expensive, but I mean it could be a hundred dollars for something even more. Well, the salutes say sixty-six bucks for the booze. Uh, the food. This person says twelve. The internet salute said it was seventeen, but they say then you know you put your tip in there. Maybe he was including that. Who knows? But he didn't bother to hide the, the glass of scotch. He had to know when he got the bill that the burger and fries wasn't seventy-eight dollars, right? He had to have. Or maybe not. Maybe he thought this will spark a great conversation. But the problem is, David, if you do that, people will look into it. You have quite a few followers. You're a notable person. People will, can easily look into that and say, wow, is a burger and fries at the airport really $78? I'm not a journalist. I feel like we could figure that out. Yeah. We could call the airport in Newark and right. say, hey, how much is a burger and fries? Yeah. Crinkly fries. Which 17 is expensive, but that's that's about standard for airport. I'm surprised. I would have thought 25. I would not have thought 78. Yeah, I mean, it's the airport. Yeah, but for the airport, for a burger and fries, look like, you know, restaurant burger and fries, I would say 25 bucks. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Yeah. So 17 is actually surprising. Our airport charges 17 bucks for a little yogurt parfait once you're trapped behind the security gate. I mean, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll get you. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was 25, but they say they looked into it and it was 17, which would be a deal. But that scotch... They say, look at that glass of scotch and look how big it is. It could have easily cost over $60. And again, mm. I wouldn't have picked up on that. I don't drink it's liquor. A 30 do- uh, somebody on there said it's a $30 double-barreled whiskey. Okay. So well, there they- you go. And they said it's a $25 bucks, burgers and fries. They say $25? Somebody looked up on the airport. So, that would have been my guess. I, I mean, 25. 17 maybe for the burger, 8 for the fries. That's what I'm wondering because it said that the burger was $17. And I thought, well, but he got a meal. Right. So how much is it cost? Twenty-five dollars though is what I would have guessed. It's it's overpriced for yeah, sure. But it's the airport. But it's the airport. It's not seventy-eight dollars. I just don't understand how people. I mean, you're a journalist. You've seen people get roasted for stuff that they post on social media. When you put it out there, it's out there, and it's not just necessarily your followers who are going to see it. Anyone can see right. it. That's the thing about X mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why do it? Maybe he was drunk. I'm really wondering, like, what mm-hmm. if he'd been I mean, sitting there drinking. drinking that scotch, and then he got the bill, and he's like, what in the hell? How is this burr? Was I mean, maybe in his mind, to be fair, let me just play devil's advocate, maybe he's like, yeah, it was 80 bucks, 
And this is a, maybe it is a single pour. Maybe you put a little bit of water in it. I don't know. So maybe you got a whiskey with water and ice, right? Yeah. He's like, a burger, fries, and a single pour of whiskey shouldn't be 80 bucks, which is fair. Well, mm-hmm. you know, he right? did. I mean, that's also, there's like, he did, if he left it in he the picture, the maybe he left there. it in the picture on purpose. on purpose. Like, hey, this is a meal at the airport. It's a single pour of whiskey and water on the rocks. A burger and fries is 80 goddamn dollars. This that is why people single, are though. pissed off. And what? I said that's not a single, though. But they it could have it with water. Oh, okay. That's what you're saying, with water. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, they, sure. said, okay. they said, you know, hey, give me, you know, instead of knee, yeah. he had him add water and ice. Yeah, you're right. But if he did pay $78, he probably had more than one shot of whiskey based on when the internet sleuths looking up what the prices are at the airport. They're guessing that he would have had three shots in there, which it looks like if he didn't have water, that could be three shots, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if he's been drinking mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But the way that he posted it's about two fingers. So I mean, if he had water and that ice melted, that's well, not crazy. This meal just cost me seventy-eight dollars. I mean, the way you say meal, this meal just cost me seventy-eight dollars at the Newark airport. This is why Americans think the economy is terrible. Yeah, he left the glass in there, but was he really thinking like people are going to see to get a burger and fries and a and a glass of booze to calm your nerves? I mean, I believe he's being genuine. Like he was surprised. By I it. think he was surprised. I don't think he was trolling or anything. But did he not realize that over half of his bill was from the booze? Or know. is he just saying, hey, guys. Maybe, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe he's saying. Even with the booze. Even with the booze. This, this is, is ridiculous. I mean, what are we doing? I ordered, a, you, know, a, a, you know, a whiskey. Yeah, and a burger and fries. And a burger and fries is $80. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe that is pricey. Doing. Like, that's hey, this is why people are pissed off. Uh-huh. Well, that's that kind of makes more sense. Call him, Snow Cone, and ask him. Like, okay. would, I think he's smart. I mean, I don't know how smart he is, but I think he's smart enough to know if I spent. $50 on this whiskey. I should take it out of the picture or comment. Yeah. I think he's saying, hey, whiskey, uh, you know, a, a, a single whiskey on the rocks and but, a burger and fries is 78 bucks. That's way too much. But if the, if the booze cost more than half of the total bill, you'd think you'd point that out. Like, you know, I shouldn't, this scotch costs more than my meal or whatever. It, I mean, I get it. He left the glass in there, so it's possible right. he I think he's saying that the whiskey's too that, expensive, but, too. What are we talking about here? Eh, maybe. I don't know. So DM him, Snowcone. Okay. I guarantee he'll write you back. The Church, the church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. You good? Yeah. So are you going to the play again? I'm going to go one more time, yeah. Okay. Man, what a what a present parent. I mean, oh, man. Se- seriously. Hey. You've never missed a ball game, and now you go to the grand opening of this play. Right. Opening night. And now you're going to go again. The second night, I am back to back nights to see him again. I mean, I might go tomorrow, just depending on how the vibe is, what I'm supposed to do. I just want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. I, 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 I gotta, you know, if I had a ribbon, I'd give it to you. I gotta think well, that well, he's like the theater. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is that's the other thing. It's not like going to a baseball game, which is exciting to him. He's excited mm. that his son's in this play. Yeah. yeah, but to just go to a play is not something he would what do. Play normally. Is it? Yeah, they're doing a Laramie, Laramie project. project. Oh, okay. So it's serious stuff. It's heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. And obviously you're proud of your son. But the only if, play I've been to is Broadway, and it was... Uh, SpongeBob. Yeah, SpongeBob, SpongeBob, right? Yeah, which would which be cool. Which was good. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I've been to a couple. Not totally my thing. I do kind of like the Cirque du Soleil You've been to Broadway? Stuff, I've not been to Broadway. Oh. No, I'm saying I feel like if I went I to Broadway, I'd been. like it. No, I've been to a couple of plays. I went to one in Seattle. There was, it was a big touring thing. And my ex got me tickets for like Christmas or my birthday. And I was like, oh, okay. So we went and saw this... Broad, it was a Broadway play that had come to Seattle, and it was a musical. And I was like, man, it's same feeling I had during Avatar. You know, like when, when will this be over? I got, I got to get the hell out of here. But this is different. Your kid's in it, and he's got a huge part in it. When I looked at the play sheet or whatever the hell it's called, he was the first one listed. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's. Did you see his note going? Maybe it's. Uh, uh, he's at the top. Nice. Maybe it's uh, alphabetical. I don't know. Is he maybe, like the lead? 
No, I don't think there is one, really. I mean, if you've seen the Laramie Project, it's just a bunch of different characters. Okay. He said there could be someone that has more lines yeah, total I think than so. his. A couple, maybe. But he, cer- it's, he certainly has a lot he's of lines. He's got a lot, but he he's talks. never done it okay. before. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the thing, is that he's grown up playing sports, and he's still playing sports, but now he's doing theater. This, right. And so... This is something he really wanted to do? Uh, I think, you know, I don't think he really knew, you know, like I said, you know, like a long t- not that long ago, but I was, we were on vacation in New York City, and I was like, you know, I always take him to sporting events and stuff, and, you know, we're doing the normal, and I was like, man, I should just get out of my comfort zone a little bit. Let's go see a Broadway play. So I looked and saw which ones happening. They were like, see SpongeBob. It's great. And I was like, yeah. well, that's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't have to go there and I don't want to say sit through Hamilton with right. two kids. Right? Right. Like, I, I'm not interested. Right. But I was like, that'll be fun. Yeah. So we went. And then, you know, now here. Do you, you know, think so that's I what sparked know. it? No, I don't okay. know. But I think, you know, he took, uh, you know, whatever class in ninth grade and decided he'd try it. So I think whoever sparked it was, I think it's his teacher, not me. How did he feel last awesome. night after doing it and not screwing up? He seemed happy. He seemed happy. Yeah. Awesome. Like Good he's totally him. into it. Good job, yeah. Euro. So now, yeah. this, Laz was talking about this earlier, Snow Cone. You weren't in here, but how many nights does this play in a row? Four? I think, yeah, I think so. Okay. And Laz was trying to decide whether or not he's supposed to go to every night. I said no. I don't think, you ha- I don't think you're supposed to go to every night. And that your kid might even want no, a night when so. you're not there. Yeah. But Lazo has never missed anything. Right. So he's got this like perfect attendance record, right? And he still hasn't. He and saw he's, the play. Exactly. Yeah, now he's going to go see it again tonight. Doing. So what? Well, I don't you, know if I'm supposed to go to every night or not. Some p- people on our Twitch say so parents can go every night. Wow. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I, I get going twice every night. If I'm be. Yeah. What's well, too much? I don't, I don't know. know if I'd say too much. I don't know but how it works. I, ask him. I was ask him if he wants you there. You know. Yeah. Well, what's well, he Well, I say? can't go Saturday for sure. So you're going to miss something. I will miss Saturday for sure because I have to coach football. And I will this be the first thing that you missed? But you didn't really well, miss I've it. You've seen games it. before. You've seen it. Because you had, had to go to a different game. Because you were at a different game, game right? right? But yeah. that's it. it was Sometimes they're at like, the same time. You weren't at Hooters or watching TV I at think I've missed a couple. Uh, over the course of the years, I have missed a few uh, when we used to have to go to Austin. Oh, okay. That, there okay. was one. But I would always have somebody filming them for me. Yeah. And I, th- yeah. I don't think I don't think that messes up your perfect attendance record because you got to work, right? Yeah, and but, I mean, very rarely. Well, I've never missed one while I've been home. How about that? Yeah, it's never. It's pretty impressive. Well, tell them we're well, proud I don't of think them. Is that impressive? It, it is impressive. That's what they're doing. Well, I, I think there's go. plenty of people who would say, "I got great parents, love my parents, and they're very present." And then if you ask them, "Do they come to every single one of your sporting events? Every single thing that you?" Well, no. They don't. That's just your parents, Slim. No, it, I'm, my parents didn't go to anything. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying that there are a lot of people who think their parents are very present and they go to a lot of stuff, but they don't go to every single well, game. They don't go I to every single event. That's a weird concept to me. You think? Your parents went to everything? N- yeah, they went to everything, and I go to everything. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's five, so he's only had right. like a little t-ball and basketball games, but I go right. to all of them. Yeah. I, well, would, I would never miss them. Right. Well, I'm proud of him. Maybe he'll be an, an actor, and he can take care of all of us. That'd be nice, huh? Whatever he wants to do, as long as he's having fun. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're done. David Brooks, good show. Stay positive, kids. The Church Church of Laszlo. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.